the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. I'm Rob Black. Talking money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about insurance, investing, 401ks, saving money, credit card, credit card perks, saving for kids' colleges, having an estate, leaving something behind for your kiddos. I'm not one of those people who wants to write the corner, a check that bounces. I want to tell them I'm going to Venmo them the money and have that bounce. Because I'm so 21st century. <laughs> Some interesting things on real estate in the Bay Area. Uh, we've got all sorts of weather here. We've got see microclimates in some areas. We're seeing wind gusts of 70 miles an hour, and some we're seeing absolutely none. Did you see Denver the other day? 80 degrees in the afternoon, 30 degrees and four feet of snow in the evening. That's crazy. I know you're saying, don't ever do that again, Rob. I'm crazy, but I'm not crazy like that. You know what I mean? I miss Mike Tyson. Crazy Mike Tyson. So, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Good morning. Good morning. We always talk real estate, or we usually talk real estate. Uh, I sent you an article last week about Mark Zuckerberg. He was quoted in The Verge as basically saying the Bay Area... Um, is is tapped out, saying that the infrastructure of the city and the infrastructure of the surrounding areas is tapped out, and I kind of have to agree with them. And I get it. You know, what drives home prices to me? It's it's jobs around me. That's a big part of it. So and if he's saying, you know, we're not going to be throwing the stock options around here as much anymore because the infrastructure is all garbage. But he said for a large hub of engineers, like the roads are bad, the infrastructure's bad, the single-family housing cost is up 329% since 2000. So quality of life goes down when you have to live in a dense uh, apartment building. So and he's kind of seeing that. So Yeah. So nope. Don't know where they're going to end up with their next big campus, but he likes the big campus thing. Yeah, there's no better place than a, a large company like that to really, you know, hear all of the voices of the residents of, you know, a large metropolitan area and some of their complaints that they have. I, I just handed you a, a story about how Reno, their home price, uh, median home price has gone up to 420000 um, because of a lot of companies moving to a small city like Reno. And, you know, the local residents are kind of pissed, but and now the cities come out and say they're going to build a uh, thousand new homes that are affordable. Um, you can't do that here. And I think companies like Facebook are going to start realizing that, yes, they have to move to places like Reno or Sacramento or, or you know, Utah, yeah, places that have affordable housing. And, and Ogden. Ogden or Salt Lake City and Denver. Denver's, I don't want to say tapped out. You were just in Denver, weren't you? Yeah, I was. What did you think of it? 
Tapped out. Tapped out. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because it's one of those cities that it, it looks like San Francisco from 15 years ago, but you're like, where are the people? It's one of those cities that there should be more people in the, like the, the direct areas on Saturday and Sunday, and they're not. It's like they're all mountain biking or like going out and enjoying the world that's around them. So it looks like it's been attacked by zombies because you're like, there's a ballpark right here called Coors Field. Where are the people? Oh, and here's Mile House Stadium. There must be bars and people like getting together and, and celebrating the times. Where are the people? They're all here. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. There's, there's some truth to that. There's some investing angles to watching companies and where they are building their new campuses. Yeah, the companies if, aren't stupid. I mean, you saw what happened in Northern Virginia. What happened uh, in Northern Virginia? Amazon, was oh, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, we saw some videos of realtors dancing up and down saying, buy your house now, buy your house now. Your real estate's going to go up. That's kind of the, the mentality of what you want as an investor. But I mean, you're not going to go out and buy in every city just to hope that uh, you know a new hub is going to go there. But you, you get the idea. You can follow the trends of where Hub, the hubs make a difference. Uh, many, many, many years ago, I was dating that lovely and talented Amanda. And uh, she had a condo, townhouse, something like that that she owned. And a, a metro stop was going to come right next to it. Yeah. And just having that you know, ability to walk to work suddenly increased the value of $100,000 of a piece of poop kind of dwelling. But it probably went from 150000 to $250,000 for a one-bedroom apartment just like that. Yeah, it's, it's location, of course, um, and no better location than the Bay Area. Um, I kind of like to disagree with Zuckerberg. Uh, I don't think the Bay Area's tapped out. I think that people are just frustrated. Uh, they're frustrated with home prices, traffic, uh, the cost of living. Uh, we have outages now that we're not used to, which is kind of weird. Um, I think some of the infrastructure is tapped out that I see on a daily basis that you don't because I'm on the peninsula. And like some of the, the condos and the, the projects... Um, Caltran has basically sold all the land right next to the train tracks. So, like, you can't build next to train tracks because trains will keep people up all night long. Well, now they're doing it. So now that they've put up all these houses and these condos along that little area, and there's, like, you know, a store on the bottom and three levels of condos above it. Now pg and is coming through and ripping up all the gas lines because gas and electricity lines, they didn't know those were going to be there. Yeah. So all the stores on El Camino, which are right next to the Caltrain track, they're all losing power during the day, and they're not able to do business because of those freaking fracking <laughs> the infrastructure. Yeah, it's it, yeah. But, you have to tear but, up roads, put down gas lines. That's the infrastructure. Yeah, but there's there's also new money coming in to build these projects that can help. Um, you know, let's say that there's you know part of the building permit is you have to fix you know 200, 300 feet of the road in either direction, and the infrastructure. And some of this does work. I mean, we saw it happen over near Jack London. There's a new project right off of 80. Everybody sees it near the Coliseum. And I just went down there last night, and I saw some of the that infrastructure is all brand new. I think that's part of what we're missing here is that uh, there is some urban revitalization. I just, want, I just want Mark Zuckerberg to be right. <laughs> he can be. I mean, he's, he's like a married couple. I just want him to be right. You know, we have a basic responsibility to protect people's data. And if we can't do that, then we don't deserve to have the opportunity to serve people. I think when he's saying, you know, $1,700 is the, the cheapest rent you can find. I know someone right now who, um, he had a nightmare day. Basically, his roommate called him on Monday and said something along the lines of, me and my girlfriend have found a place to buy. 
So we're giving up on the apartment. You need to move. And he was like at $700 a month. I'm like, that kind of infrastructure sucks. Like, I remember getting my first apartment, and I was all by myself, and I was like, oh, by myself. I don't want to be oh, by myself. But it was all mine, and it was great, and you, you can't expect that anymore. So this guy's going to be happy one day, not having to share an apartment with three people and worry about a boyfriend, girlfriend going off and buying a house on you. So, Well, there's certainly not enough options for people. Uh, and I think that's part of the frustration level. Um, home prices, of course, uh, rents are expensive. Um, you know, and, and we can try to put a Band-Aid on it and do, like, rent control. And uh, that's just giving kind of a, a, a permission for landlords to raise rents um, when they probably weren't raising rents before. Now they say, oh, I get to raise it 5% or 10% plus inflation. Um, a lot of things need to change, and I think that's part of growing and adapting. We're going to talk about the word affordability coming up in the show. I'm going to see if Tony Mendez from BayAreaLoanSource.com can spell affordability. You can't even spell affordability. You're fired. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. You can find me at uh, NewFocusFinancial.com. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Sherman, let's get in the Wayback Machine. Let's go way back to 1803 and talk about real estate. Napoleon Bonaparte, famous French realtor, found himself in a bit of a pickle. He's conquered Europe, but it was very, very expensive. More expensive than he ever imagined. Invading Britain next on his list was going to take a mountain of cash. That's Irish for a mountain of cash. So what did Napoleon Bonaparte do? He did what all other famous French short people do. Was he French? He wasn't French. He was Austrian or something. Or Prussian. He sold the irksome territory known as Louisiana. Which is right next to the irksome territory known as Mississippi. Hunchback, hunchback, So he sold Louisiana, which didn't seem to offer anything except for a lot of swamp. A whole bunch of angry Indians lived there. He didn't know what to do with them. A couple isolated trading posts. Come on in, the old trading post. He also had a buyer who happened to live there. The Americans, they wanted it. Napoleon wanted cold, hard cash. Cash money, he said. I want cash money, cold, hard cash money. They said, credit? He goes, no. 30-year mortgage? No. So President Jefferson negotiated via Paris through New Orleans he gave the little emperor 50 million francs, which is about $268 million in today's money, while America doubled in size and adding land that would be worth well over $2 trillion today. Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. In every real estate deal, there is a winner, and in technically there is a loser. Or, or is it a win-win for all? Well, that's what uh, most realtors will tell you. He needed the money. He needed to fight his little war. What was it, $20 million or something like that? What was it? 50 million francs. 50 million francs. 
It's a pretty big piece of land, though. I mean, it goes all the way to Canada. You know, it wasn't just Louisiana. Oh, I don't know. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. (laughs) But yeah, sure, it was a great deal. But, you know, they they were the losers in this case. But bring it up because a lot of people on my street hate me. We bought our home on an Easter weekend when no one else got to see the house. It was never put up to be shown. There was never, it was never bid up. Um, it was probably the last house bought under. Um, a lot of people think I took advantage of the old woman who's dying now. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, a lot of people think we took advantage of her because uh, she could probably could have got another 100000 200000 so You probably don't think I'm a very nice guy. <laughs> but she bought the house in the 1950s or something like that. She raised a family there. Probably bought it for 40000 sold it for 950000 You know what's funny? That's even funnier. Um, Microsoft has a search engine Bing, and it gives you some suggestions every day. And then I think it was real estate prices. I hit it. And every house that popped up next to me was like two, three, four, five million. For a second, I was like, I must be rich. <laughs> All these houses around me are worth so much money. And mine's like the lowest priced house in the whole, in, on the whole peninsula because I live in the ghetto. How did you find out that they, uh, all these little whispers about uh, how they might dislike you? Oh, they, they, they flat out tell you. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, it's, it's um, Real Housewives. Um, it's just street politics. So people sometimes are pretty nasty. My sister was going to look at that house, but it never, she never got a chance to. My sister's pregnant now. <laughs> Your sister's fat and ugly, is what she is. Your sister looks like she should be living it. I'm trying to, it's time to stop Walnut Creek. She may not even fit in Walnut Creek. Um, but yeah, there's kind of some pettiness, I think. And I bring it up because I think there are winners and losers. And did I hurt that old woman by. Well, you know, she, she probably. I mean, she, she signed the deal. Okay. Um, she was probably happy with the money she made. Um, got some capital gains sure. uh, deductions, and there, you know, she walked away with some money. Um, for her, she wasn't to her wasn't a loser, and you felt like a winner. Do you see that in your, the mortgage industry when people come up to you? And I did a mortgage with you earlier this year. Um, I could tell you my answer is that I feel like didn't rates fall a little bit lower right after I did my my lock, and I felt like a loser. And then a week later, the mortgage rates were higher, and I felt like a winner. And, and over time, I'll just go, i got a good payment. Well, m- most people who are refinancing are doing it for a reason. They, and there's some obvious benefits. And, you know, they grasp the fact that they can't time the market, just like, you know, when buying a stock, you kind of, you know, do it when it makes sense. Um, but there are people who, who basically say, you, you know, rates dropped, I'm going somewhere else. And then you have to figure a way to make it work. Um, I've switched lenders before. We, we work with about 10 different investors. That's what I prefer to call them investors. And I've had to switch. You call them investors? I call them lenders. Investors. Lenders. <laughs> Tomatoes. Tomatoes. Is that a lack of sleep thing? No, I had a lot of sleep. It's uh, too much sleep. Thing. <sighs> and, uh, you know, so we moved investors. Um, and we had to in order to keep it's the business. A lack of sleep but, thing. you know, that in, in it's <laughs> the people that. Investors. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny to you. I need to kick you out of studio. Say what? Were you finished? (laughs) Yeah, sure, I'm finished. Winning. Oh, Bay Area real estate. Yes, I felt a little poor. So I want to talk about affordability. How are you seeing it out there as far as affordability goes? Because 
I know a lot of realtors, they don't care about you. They don't want to get a, they want to get a deal done. They do care about you up until a point. Same thing with mortgage people. They don't they care about you up until a point, but well, it's it's actually something that we're paying uh, quite a bit of attention to. The the industry in itself is uh, concerned that we have low interest rates yet there is a drop in home prices, not home prices, but um, purchase applications, uh, refinance applications. Yeah, that's up a little bit, but it, if low interest rates should have sparked a little bit more interest in purchases. Um, so we're kind of tapping that out as far as how affordability is going to work with low interest rates, and we are concerned. I think affordability is the problem right now. And with low interest rates, it should be max affordability right now. And, and it, it pretty much is. Okay. That's fair. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. We're coming down the stretch. Rob Black's winning by a nose. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com, is here in studio with me today. He does all my mortgage loans. Hello. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. We're talking about affordability. And with low interest rates, this might be as good. People ask me, is now a good time to buy real estate? I'm like, well... I think you might be buying a little high, and there may be a little bit of a pullback, but then again, I think the mortgage rates are pretty good, and I don't know if you're going to be getting better mortgage rates, and is you're going to be in the property for five years, then yeah, it's a little high and expensive. You're going to be in the property for 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35 years. I think the mortgage rates are amazing. Well, it's going to take some time for wages to catch up. I, th- I don't know if you saw the unemployment rate, three and a half, it's 50-year low, and we're looking at uh, slow wages, though. Um until that picks up and we have low interest rates, if they hang around, we might see that start fueling a little bit more of the home prices. But the median home price year over year for the nation is actually slowing down quite a bit. Um, CoreLogic and uh, a lot of these other um, indexes are showing, you know, like 4%, 5% year over year returns. And that's slowing down a little bit. But it's still like 80, 90 months or something maybe even larger than that. Uh, of year-over-year gains, and I think that still attracts people to real estate. I don't see it going negative. Um, In the affordable range, here in the Bay Area, and that could easily be up to $1.2 million. So anything below that, I feel pretty good about the real estate. I think it's the higher end that might be taking a little bit of a hit. Um, You know, on a million dollar, two million dollar loan, you could easily see five, six, seven hundred dollars a difference on a monthly basis with a one percent increase in rates. So when rates are low like this, we do pay attention to the you know the that unaffordable range. And um I, I know a lot of people, Rob, that are just getting out. They're saying, I don't think more people are gonna afford my house at this price uh anymore and I'm gonna move. I've seen three couples, um three families this year. That exact quote. Yeah, it's just, there's how many more people are going to be able to afford this when wages aren't keeping up? One of the guys that I know is from North Carolina, and he was way born on the mountains of Tennessee, but he was born in the mountains of North Carolina. And he's probably one of those guys who had, he probably didn't have any electricity for most of his childhood. 
and he was just he went to a great college. He was one of those hillbillies who who got an education. Pa, I want to go shoot skunks with you. No boy, you're gonna read the Bible and you're gonna learn how to read and you're gonna get a proper education, unlike me. And he's like, I'm out. I'm cashing in. I can buy like uh, the whole mountain now. <laughs> For what he made in the Bay Area yeah. in five or six years. And it's sad because, like, his kid out of school, his other kid out of school. So uh, I'm a little sensitive to that because I was a military brand. We moved a lot, and I never had roots. But sometimes a house that doubles from 900000 to a $2 million, it's cash and dead. Yeah, and, and, and then you have people who are expecting that to happen again. Right. Um, that's, you know, the I don't want to say disease, but it's kind of a habit that... Uh, you know, keeps being repeated. Um, I guess that's the definition of a habit, but when you know, we're I, talking about affordability and the range in which we're working, there's still affordable houses out there. And I think that's actually helping a lot of the Bay area cities, especially in the East Bay and a little farther out where that range that, you know, 500 to 1.2 million, I think is going to still do very well as, as we grow as a society here in the Bay area. So you know me, and you've known me for a long time. I've done pretty darn well as an entrepreneur. I've done pretty darn well as a 401k investor saver kind of guy. And I've done pretty good with real estate. But just to show you the psychology of it, you're, you keep talking about the high end. My high end in the area is a $2 million house, which is really 1,600 square feet, which has really got some rats running around the backyard and stuff like that. It's not all that in a bucket of chicken, but it's, it's good. It's good. Rats are outside, not inside. I don't sleep with rats. Um, but my Raleigh house, it's gone from like 146 to 120 to 205. I'm like, okay. And then I have a, like a, a business up in Vancouver, Washington. that's really close to a courthouse. And it's just a really nice condo kind of thing. I'm like, I don't even know what it's worth. And then my, my second home, I'm like, ah, that's just going to be a pain. It's just going to be something I write off for years to come. Awesome. I can't get it excited about invest. I can't get excited about real estate prices right now because my high end doesn't do anything. I'm like I don't really care that I I'm up twelve percent in Raleigh this year, but it's it's to me it's like ugh, ten thousand dollars. I'm used to the years of making one hundred and fifty thousand dollars of appreciation. I want those back. Yeah, you know, can, if I, can if, you give those back to me? Well, no, we we can't give it back, but time you, you are paying. Um, a lot of people who bailed on their houses in two thousand six, seven, eight, nine, ten, um, wish they kept their house. Yeah, that's true. Um, true that, you know, these true we we have these we go through these cycles. They are normal. Um, recessions are part of the economy, and we've been we see them every what is it seven years? Every eight years? What's four, the, four to eight? Four to eight years. I was in there. Um, and we see real estate cycles follow these these types of same cycles. And uh, you can't expect to buy a house and have it always go up. It's uh, uh, Real estate works over time. And uh, what we did learn from the, la- the Great Recession and you know, the real estate you know, collapse was um, real estate will come back. Uh, we, we do have, capitalism will always win here. And you, you know, I, what we, you can capture is that low interest rate. And I think that's where a lot of people are driving towards real estate and, and the products that are coming I agree, out. it captures the low, the low interest rate, <coughs> which is kind of what I was getting to out of that whole segment. We went kind of a long way to say the low interest rates are awesome. Yeah. But for the record, if you saw Sammy Hagar singing, we'll go higher and higher and higher. We'll go higher and higher, straight up. We'll if you saw him singing in front of like a realtor, do you think that'd be like bad and for like misinformation? Like, you think that's illegal? I don't think so. It's kind of implying that real estate will always go higher. I, I think it's crazy that he's my dad's age and he's out there singing. Okay. I don't know what 
say to that. <laughs> so, I don't know if I should white. It looks great. <laughs> I don't know if I should white glove you or like. I'm dead sexy. <laughs> anyway, um, what's coming through your office these days? Like, what's the typical? Is it a, is it a refi? Is it a first time buyer? Is it a escape from the peninsula to the East Bay? I, I'm working with some teachers looking for their first home. Okay. Um, working with you know, several people who are refinancing. Uh, there's a ton, a ton of people out there that need. To, I mean, in fact, the article just came out that eight million homeowners can refinance, and it'll make sense because they have the equity and their rate is above you know four and whatever. Uh, so there's there's a lot of refinances. There's a lot of new products with um, what they call non qualified mortgage products, bank statement products. Investor products. Uh, we're seeing a lot of investors. They're 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 coming back and saying, you know what? I have four and a half percent rate. Can I get four percent? Maybe reamortize and you know get a little bit better cash flow. Um, we're seeing um, access to jumbo loans free up quite a bit. Um, there's a something called an axil- um, accessibility index. Oh God! And- I wish I would have even asked. <laughs> You're asking what's coming through my office, and and this is what it is. And, and the the industry itself is, I don't want to say getting a, too aggressive. I think they're being. It's what we call a make sense type of market. Well, one of the things you said that I wanted to get back to is you said that um, um, an X amount of X amount of homeowners would benefit economically if they refinanced to the tune of like a trillion plus dollars. That's one of the things I get asked about, like the next recession. People are like, <clears throat> during the next recession, are we going to like lose everything? And like, is Mel Gibson going to be riding around with like get, trying to save gasoline? Is there going to be an apocalypse kind of thing? I'm like, the next recession won't be that bad because Tony's industry, the mortgage industry for the last ten years, has been really making sure people who get mortgages can pay them. There's more collateral involved. The last recession sucked because we were b- over leveraged. Over leveraged, over lending money. Now again, every every recession is going to be different, and whether they'll be pushed by student loans, or they'll be pushed by uh, credit card loans. I mean, we have we have over leverage for sure, but but that's changed. And, and we're talking about over leverage in real estate right now. That's that's they've deleveraged their risk. They they have, and you know, granted, you can come out and say, well, I can, I can do a ninety percent non qualified mortgage loan if I have a seven hundred and twenty score or higher. And you qualify with this kind of ratio. Those are again. The, the, we're not saying these banks want you to go into, into foreclosure or default so they can get their property. That actually costs them more money than they actually earn. It's it's not their business. But the the majority of the people out there, and I want to say like eighty five percent of the loans are going to like places like Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, end up being what I would consider a paper buyers and owners. And that gives a, a pretty good solid ownership pool out there that you know would give me a lot. It gives me a lot of confidence that this cycle is not going to happen again the way it happened. It's going to be more generated on you know with inflation and jobs and wages, uh, interest rates, things like that. Uh, you know the, the China United States relationship and trade talks. Those are the types of things that are going to cause some sort of um, you know shift in real estate, which it will happen. It's eventually going to happen. Can you ride the storm? Yeah, probably more likely this time because we do have those people who are, did not over leverage. And it's because of the guidelines that came out of Dodd-Frank and the qualified mortgage ability to repay rule. All of those things are going to make this a lot less um, headache for people like it was in 2010. You said the word granted, which makes me think of Ulysses S. Grant. <clears throat> Who I think is an underrated president who got kind of knocked around for drinking all day. 
problem with the president doing a little day drinking. He's got time for that. A little sip here and there. I don't hear the word granted all that often. That's the first sentence you said. The first word you said after you basically been strung together 25 sentences in a row and my head blew up. Tony knows the stuff about mortgages. So you can tell, I can tell you that. That's for sure. Oh, you can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. You can find me at NewFocusFinancial.com. It's NewFocusFinancial.com. Talking real estate today. Can you tell? I'm Rob Black. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at KDOW.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Visit Rob Black online at RobBlack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm a match. She's kerosene. It's a song by the Interrupters. This is a chick singing, and I say that only because like she's one of those. Well, I, I know I'm not you're supposed to call women chicks, but she wears like black leather, and it's kind of like cool. Oh, <laughs> I'm a t-shirt, hoodie, sneakers, jeans kind of guy. I don't. I, not the skinny jeans. She's got the skinny jeans and the skinny leather jacket. Anyhow, I digress. 800-516-1220. Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Hello. What should we talk about with real estate? Anything that's... You want me to sound like a realtor when I ask you that? Sure. What's there not to talk about? Okay. <laughs> no, there's... Um, you know, rates uh, have been the story since last year. Uh, they have they were close to 5%. Depending on where you looked, the Mortgage Bankers Association, they post uh, the average rate was somewhere in the fives, low fives. Um, Freddie May, Freddie Mac, they were in the low upper fours. So it depends on who you look at. But now they're 1% lower, or in some cases, a little bit low, more than that. Um, so it's been driving a lot of the news, a lot of the um, speculation of how much influence rates have with uh, you know something like affordability and home prices, uh, which is the math behind the whole scenario here. But we're seeing a lot more people with down you know gift money, down payments, a lot of lower down payment products, uh, a lot of people shifting and moving and figuring out where they're going to end up. Um, we have a large class of people, the baby boomers that are about to retire and are retiring, that are going to figure out where they're going to end up. Um, so there's a big shift in population right now. Um, so there's a lot of stories about you know where real estate's going to end up. Investors are have you know the Bay Area has stopped. I don't want to say stopped, but it's slowed down considerably as far as um, you know fix and flips. It's it's been moving around the United States um, trying to figure out where to go. But the good news is that they're making record number um, profits on fix and flips. Not sure if some of those TV shows have anything to do with it, but it is, you know, there's a lot of professional investors that are saying places like the Bay Area may not work as much. Um, we're going to Sacramento or we're going to Portland, places like that. Um, uh, I think it's like $76,000 or something like that per transaction. So it's there's some money to be made if you can get the properties and you have the cash to go through it. So there's a lot of stories in, in real estate. If I'm, you know, I look at it from the eyes of a mortgage guy. And, you know, we've been pretty fortunate to have, um, you know, the industry embrace, um, you know, some of the troubles that we had and we came back with some good products. So there's some people out there like the stated income is now what they call the bank statement product. Um, those people can now capture good rates and, and refinances and purchase homes and work on their investment properties and um, asset depletion types of loans. Those are incredibly aggressive. Uh, so there's there's plenty to talk about. Sure. 
Ponderous man, ponderous. <laughs> I know. I, 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 I asked you like a five-word question. You didn't shut up. Well, you, I was waiting for you to cue in. Oh, I was waiting for you to shut up. I, I figured at going. some point in time, oxygen would run out of your brain, and you just fall over. And I'd like to take. Well, I am in the same room as you, and you're you're blowing a lot of hot air. Why? Oh, 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 oh. oh good thing you didn't have stand-up comedy on your bucket list. Um. <laughs> When buying a home, anything that you absolutely positively must have, are there any like deal breakers? Uh, Some people like new kitchens. Some people like new toilets, new bathrooms, spas, foundations that aren't cracked. Some people like old houses on the outside. You absolutely have to have. Um, I mean, you have to have a roof. (laughs) Where the hell did this come from? Yeah, I have to have a roof. Um, <laughs> have you been eating? Have you gotten in Daddy's edibles? I did. I did. I, did. Medicine cabinet. I can now reach the medicine cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> so here's a question for you. We talk about affordability a lot. And I want my real estate to go up, but I think I look at the jobs around me and I go, what kind of jobs are going to create that kind of a, this house to be that kind of affordable at the rate that I want it to be, not the rate he wants it to be? Are there any areas that you're starting to like worry about the affordability? Like, um, like say for instance, Tracy is it's way out of the Bay Area. Has the it used to be more affordable, but is it now at the point where the affordability is going away from there, or is it still going there? Well, are you starting to see any distressed cities? Um, I think if there there is a way that you can look at the math the wrong way. I think the home prices are actually a direct result of what we are seeing in wages. I see a lot of really good wages. Um, I mean, I, I worked with a, a guy who works for Caltran, and or he works for a construction company that Caltran hired. He makes good money. He was able to buy a house, um, and he was he's single. Uh, There's some good incomes out there. I'm pretty optimistic about what I for, because of what I see when it comes to affordability. Because there are solid jobs in the Bay Area, um, it, it gets a little harder when you're in a place like the Peninsula and you see a you know a single family house. It's a two in one. It might. Not not be in the best neighborhood and that's going for 1.3 to 1.5 and there's not a lot of them and that's the affordable affordable range or that's the low end range it gets a little tough when when you see that and then you move out to the east bay and then a little farther let's just say tracy and the home start the home prices start dropping and then you but the drive is a little bit farther are there jobs close enough so you asked me a question like what would i absolutely need for me in a house something that's not too far away from where i work and and then I start thinking about the sacrifices that I need to make in order to afford a house. And that's probably the biggest frustration for most people here in the Bay Area. This Gary Glitter. Black Keys, that's right. I'm not on my game today. I'm Rob Black. Yep. Things are tough enough, the fabulous Thunderbirds, because Tony said the word tough. <laughs> that's my final thought of the day. You can find Tony... <laughs> At BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. You can find me at Rob Black Show. Also, I got a great website, NewFocusFinancial.com, with a lot of good downloadable. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.